the Cambridge Marketing Podcast with Kiran Kapoor. Brought to you by Cambridge Marketing College. See their range of courses and apprenticeships at marketingcollege.com. Hello and welcome. This week we are talking about using data to drive marketing campaigns. And my guest is Emily Holmes, who is the SEO and optimization lead at Anglian Home Improvements. Emily, it's lovely to catch up with you again. Could we start a little bit with what Anglian Home Improvements sells and what your role encompasses there? Yeah, sure. So um, Anglian Home Improvements is a B2C company selling windows, doors, conservatories, uh, roof trim, so things like guttering and cladding um, nationwide. Uh, we offer uh, like an end-to-end service, so uh, it includes everything from quotation, surveying, measuring up, uh, manufacturing through to kind of installation. Uh, the majority of the customers come through our lead generation-based company website, uh, which is what I work on. Uh, so my job is to increase inquiries made through the website um, by looking for optimization opportunities. So either from uh, search engine optimization, so things like improving the content or more back-end website improvements, uh, or design and content changes, which fall under what's called CRO or conversion rate optimization. So things like running tests on the website to see which version of an element, like the form or a banner, uh, which thing you know is able to convert more users into customers. Thank you for that lovely overview, Emily, um, both of what Anglian does and, and your role. Um, can I ask you a little bit about how you go about gathering data? There's actually a step before um, starting to kind of gather the data. So it's, it's really important um, to actually work out the type of data that you need um, and for what purpose, like what, what are you measuring? Um, so there's, there's two types of data um, that I look for. Um, one would be in web analytics, which is usually things around conversion rate uh, and things that you would get out of um, Google Analytics. So sessions um, and yeah, sessions and conversion rate. Um, the other type is uh, digital marketing analytics. So that leads you into things about where people click and engage. So uh, more behavior led um, data sets. So can we just um, pick those two apart first. So you said sessions and conversions. So forgive my ignorance, what's a session? And I think I can probably work out a conversion, but can we talk through those? So a session on a site is anything that Google Analytics calls uh, something that has lasted 30 minutes or less. Um, so it's it's usually the, or currently, the most reliable way of kind of saying, you know, this person came to a site, you know, you're realistically not going to have uh, someone come on your site for longer than 30 minutes, um, or usually, uh, anyway. Um, and yeah, conversion is, um, so if that person has completed um, a goal that you've set on your website, which could be things like uh, a form, or for instance, on the Anglian website, could be uh, filling in a, a brochure form, or uh, an inquiry form, or even um, we've got a, a visualizer tool to help people design their windows and doors. So, so that kind of thing. Brilliant. Thank you. And then the other type of data you talked about was behavioral. Yes. So in uh, digital marketing analytics, uh, behavioral data is probably the more exciting bit. As much as the business loves the conversion side, I really love the behavioral side. It's where you can kind of get into the kind of meaty side of what what customers are really doing uh, and kind of figuring out why they're doing what they're doing. Um, so, for example, 
if you are measuring uh, something like the impact of, say, um, an email campaign that was supporting a promotion, uh, you might be looking at behaviours in more detail. So you might be looking at engagement data um, and measures like um, clicks and engagement on uh, particular links inside that email uh, through to the website. Um, and then, of course, looking at which of those clicks turned into conversions, so marrying the two types of um, analytics together. Um, but also, you might be able to split that down by demographic. Uh, so you might learn how a particular demographic behaves um, and figure out basically that one, one demographic, uh, like younger people, click through more than older people. I can, I can hear the warmth in your voice when you talk about the behavioural side. Forgive my ignorance, but where do you get all this data? Um, yes, yeah, so so on the web analytics side, um, the data usually comes from Google Analytics, but we're very lucky at Anglian in that we have um, internal data sources as well, uh, which allows us to marry up those um, Google Analytics conversion goals uh, through into kind of end sales data. So we can see where um, those people have come through and actually see that they've, they've kind of, they've converted at the other end, which is really good from a business perspective. Um, then you've got digital marketing analytics tools, so behavioral tools like um, there's a tool called Hotjar and there's many like this. So there, I think Content Square, um, there's an old tool called Session Cam, allow you to actually watch sessions of real users uh, on your website, provided you've got your cookies set up and in order. Um, to actually understand where people are clicking and what they're doing. And you can also view things called heat maps, um, where you can, again, it basically shows the hot areas. Uh, so if you've got a promotion on your website uh, and you're looking to see how many people uh, are clicking there and whether it's actually working in terms of engagement, you can kind of see those hot areas. Um, and although it is kind of that softer behavioral data, it at least gives you an indication that your campaign is working, it's it's doing what you want it to do. Um, and then you can marry it up with the conversion data and see whether actually it's translating in, into conversions. So I, I'm picturing you surrounded by spreadsheets. Is, is that how it works? Uh, part of it does. Um, so on the behavioral side, it's very nice that you can actually, uh, especially for, it's very useful for um, uh, slide decks um, and meetings with stakeholders to be able to actually show some of these heat maps. Um, it always goes down really well. Uh, but then, yes, on the flip side, um, there are uh, spreadsheets galore. Um, I have a, a spreadsheet that I keep um, on a kind of annualized basis, which contains, uh, you know, all of the, the A-B test data, uh, any site analysis that I'm asked to do around a campaign. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, that is part of the process is just making sure that is super organized and that any data that's collected is clearly labelled um, and so that you can kind of pull it through into uh, slide decks to present. That is such an important point because it's so easy to be drowning in data and just not be aware of the data you've got. So it, uh, you're being super organised with where your data is. It is so important. You mentioned the phrase A-B testing. So can we explore that a little bit? So it's probably best explained uh, with an example. So uh, we recently ran an A-B test for Black Friday messaging on the site. So this is where essentially you can compare two versions of a web page uh, against each other 
at the same time uh, to determine which one drives the best improvements uh, against whatever your measures are. So in, in this case, it would be uh, conversion rate versus having the message uh, and not. So it's, it's usually... Uh, yeah, conversion rate is usually the primary performance measure, but you can also look at things like clicks to measure engagement and behaviour with, say, uh, the banner itself. OK, so I, c I can see you, pick I'm picturing you surrounded by spreadsheets and, and heat maps and lots of this data coming in. Presumably it's coming in in real time. So, yes, yeah, so we t use uh, a tool called Google Optimize, um, which... Basically, yes, the test is running um, at all times. So usually go into that um, a few times a week to, uh, or depending on the test and depending on the uh, number of people who would see the test. So at the moment we're talking about, you know, a Black Friday message across the entire site. So of course you want to be keeping a close eye on it um, to make sure that nothing um, uh, bad is happening to conversion rate while it's running. Um, mm -hmm. But there may be other tests um, which I would check less frequently, um, which would be, say, showing a, a particular item on, on, on one particular page um, on the site. Um, so it's sort of a low risk um, test. Brilliant. So how do you know that a campaign is working? I guess the best way to know if a campaign is working is 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 to rely on the steps that you've taken beforehand. Um, so knowing that you have a a robust set of metrics um, that you're measuring and that you're continually monitoring those, um, it, it's things like making sure that you've set in um, the right time frame, and it's not just the time frame for the promotion. Um, that's often dictated, obviously, if, it, if it's something like a, a Black Friday promo, that's dictated by other factors. But the time frame that you will be telling stakeholders that you need to be collecting your data. Uh, so having all of those things um, in place is really key to the success by the sound of it. I'm really getting the impression that preparation and laying the groundwork for campaigns is absolutely the key. What else should I be thinking about? You've you've been very clear about the importance of preparation. What else should I be thinking about when, uh, how do you know a campaign is working? So there's lots of ways to know if a campaign is working. Um, in particular, so at Anglin, we usually look by um, digital channel. So what I mean by that is we might look at um, organic or um, paid and actually look at the conversion rate for those specific channels. It's probably the most common way um, that we look to understand uh, what's going on. Thank you for that, Emily. Can we finish up with some top tips for people who are thinking I'd like to use data to drive my marketing campaigns? My first and most important top tip would be to uh, get the purpose nailed down. So what is the main purpose of gathering data for that specific digital campaign? Uh, this often comes out as a hypothesis, uh, which is really useful to have before starting any campaign. My second tip is to know your audience. You can track the different types of users who come to your site. You can also build personas around those who engage and convert and then target similar users in future campaigns. While there's always quite a lot of rabbit holes to go down when looking at data, particularly when it comes to understanding user behavior on site, you need to have a clear end goal in order to sensibly narrow down your data collection to the business essentials. You know, think about what those stakeholders are going to want to see uh, and kind of have that in your mind. Um, know your data inside out for when you present it to those stakeholders um, and have those kind of clear next steps and learnings that you can present to them uh, for the next campaign you run. 
make sure you get a feel for how they like things to be presented um, and have a way of documenting anything uh, like my spreadsheet um, so that basically you don't lose um, any of that extra data um, that could guide any of your future experiments um, or any insights into the website in future. Emily, that is great. And th those are such practical top tips. Um, definitely the one um, avoiding going down rabbit holes, um, knowing your audience, making certain you know what you are doing. It's so getting your purpose nailed down. And the fact that you need to know your data inside out is, a, is such an important point as well, because it's very easy when you have data for people to ask questions and then you, you need to have that at your fingertips. And I get the impression that organisation is the key. Emily, Holmes from um, the SEO and optimization lead at Anglia Home Improvements. Thank you very much for your time. And before you go, I would like to point out to the audience that you are an incredibly successful marketing apprentice, having taken and passed with distinction your marketing manager apprenticeship last year. So if anyone thinks that apprenticeships are only for people at a junior level, they are certainly not. You can be um, very senior and very expert and um, a be a very successful apprentice. Emily, thank you very much for your time. Thanks very much for having me. The Cambridge Marketing Podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Training marketing and PR professionals across the globe.